Well, good evening, Res Life. It is good to be here. I was just sitting down there before I walked up, and I was thinking about what an honor it is for me tonight to be able to come and share a couple of thoughts with you from God's Word. We just, we just need to make sure we never take this for granted. It's a, it's a blessing that we get to come together. I am honored that I get to come here tonight and talk to you about a couple of thoughts from God's Word. What a, what a privilege. In many places of the world, you can't gather like this. And tonight as we gather, we gather in His name. We gather to bring honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. And last night, I was preaching in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. You guys need to know there's a revival that's kind of going on there. And uh, the place that I preached at was just, it was crazy. The people were there an hour early. They were packed the place out. Hundreds of people came forward last night, committed, made commitments last night. But I just want you to know, like, you probably didn't hear that in the news today. I, I bet that didn't make the national news. Uh, you're not going to hear anything about that. But you need to know that's going on. God is moving across the world, and I got to see it last night. I got to watch it last night, and it's so fun to be able to see the presence of the Lord moving. And that same Spirit of the Lord is what we're praying for here tonight. So just come with an open heart. Come to hear whatever the Lord would say into your heart and just be open to His presence. And again, I'm, I'm thrilled just to get to share this with you. I want to tell you, uh, something happened to me last week. I was preparing to speak at a corporation, okay? So I do sometimes corporate speaking. I'll go in and talk about how to mar- balance your marriage and your family life and, and how to balance that with your work. And so they'd asked me to speak. There's a little over 1,000 employees at this company. So I was thinking about it, sitting in my office, thinking about what are they feeling right now in life. So we all understand, it's different going into a corporation to speak than going to a church to speak. You walk into a church, of course, you expect me to bring God's Word, etc. Now, some of those people at that corporation know I'm a pastor, some don't. But I was just praying, going, okay, Lord, what are these people, these 1,000, 1,100 people I'm about to speak to, what are they feeling in the world we live in right now? Like, what's, what's inside them? Like, I'm going to get up and speak. What could I say that would minister to their hearts and their souls? And I started um, making a list of all the stuff that it's likely... 1,100 people, I don't know what this holds, but probably around that, maybe a little more. That's a good-sized crowd. And I'm thinking, among this group, there's probably people that don't agree on certain topics. I don't know if y'all have noticed that out there in society, but people just don't agree on everything. So I started making a list of potential things that the people sitting in there might disagree about. Like if I brought up this topic and said, this topic, some of the people over here would be like, I feel this way, and over here, I feel this way. So I started just, just making a list, and I'm going to read them off to you. You don't, don't need to give me your opinions on it. I'm just kind of sharing something with you. I'm preparing to speak at a corporation in 2022 in America. And I'm figuring people stand at different places. And I'll just go down my list. The first one I listed was vaccines. People are at different odds on this. I'm sure I probably know where most of you stand on it. But the reality is when you go out, when you go to Meyer, probably half the people you run into don't think the same as you on it. What I want to show you here is, listen to me, when you live in the world, you say you're a follower of Christ, okay? But when you live in the world that we live in, 
there's chaos out there. It's like right underneath the surface a little bit. But it's there. On my plane ride today, if I would have stood up and jerked my mask off and said, Who's for vaccines? I would have probably got different responses. I didn't do it. I'm pretty smart. Mask. I wrote mask, number two. In that corporation, 1,100 people. I know the corporation, okay? I know the president of the corporation. He has told me. He's got people walking in his office, and some of them just chew him out that he doesn't have stronger mask rules. Others chew him out that he's got too strong mask rules. Because people are just people. Third, I don't know if you've noticed it, but there's a couple of different political views in our world. Um, Sexual identity issues is a really hot topic in our society right now. In our office at Winning at Home, let me tell you right now, I talked to the lady who takes the calls. I went into her the other day. Her name is Michelle. And I said to her, Michelle, I want to know kind of what's going on here. Like, so if you call Winning at Home to come in to see one of our counselors, she will take the call and she will pray with you, whatever it is on the phone. She'll spend time praying with you. And she's worn out by the end of the day. And I said to her, Michelle, what, what's the main calls coming in? She said, um, parents are calling in for between the age of five all the way up to 18. They're lost. They don't know where to turn. They don't know if they're boy or girl. They don't know what they're feeling. They don't know how to handle it, and they need to talk to somebody. That's going on right now among kids. We had a little boy the other day, age of five, I was told, who was saying he wanted to get a sex change. He's five. He's five. So I'm, I'm just trying to tell you that right below the surface, out there walking around, like you don't walk in mire and people tell you that, but right below the surface, there's this anxiety, there's this chaos, there's this wonder what's going to come up next. So I'm preparing to speak to this, you know, 1,100 people. And these are the things going through my mind. Inflation issues, global issues, climate issues. People want to argue and debate about this stuff. Race, ethnicity issues, divisiveness in that area. Media, how much does media control what's going on? All these, I made this list, okay? And I found myself... After I made the list, okay, this is separate now, okay, so I prepared that for the corporation. How do I speak to that? And I found myself going, wow, for those of us who believe in Jesus, let's just go back two years. Let's just go back two years for those of us who are followers of Christ. A lot of these are brand new things that have come up in society and as believers. How are you handling that? Is it causing you anxiety? Because people, oh, I, I know where I stand on that. But what's it doing to you on the inside? Do you have any anxiousness? Do you find yourself worrying sometimes? Where's this going to go? What's this going to mean for my grandkids? Do you feel any of that? Because I want to talk to you tonight about being solid right there. Did it not bring this anxiety up in you? Because society, I'm just going to tell you what society's going to do. Okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not a prophet or anything like that, but I'm going to tell you where I think society's headed. It's going to get more and more and more chaotic. Because chaos breeds chaos. 
And when chaos becomes the leader, there's more leaders doing chaotic things. It's going to breed more chaoticness. And I want to show you something. that This is not the first time this happened. So a group of people called the Israelites. A group of people called, called the Israelites. They, they were so solid in the Lord. Let's take some moments in history. After Moses began to give them guidance, they would get so strong. And yes, we're followers of God. Yes, we all worship God. And then a generation or two later, a generation or two later would be like, who? who? God who? King David wrote about them in, in the book of Psalm. I want, you, I, I want to read something to you from Psalm 106, okay? In Psalm 106, David is, is given a synopsis of the story of the Israelites. And this same group of people who would just die hard after God Almighty. Anything God will. Yes, God, God. Yes, God, God. And then David writes this. At Horeb, this same group of people who were so on fire for the Lord, they made a calf. And they worshipped an idol made out of metal. I'm reading right out of the Word of God. David said, they started worshiping an idol made out of metal. And it says this, listen. They exchanged the glory of God for the image of a bull, listen, that eats grass. David is saying, what happened to you guys? You were God-fearing, and now over here you're worshiping something that eats grass? It would be like this tonight here at Rez. We all, we all love Jesus, and we're trying to grow in Jesus. But it, it would be like all of a sudden me going, wow, look at that keyboard. We should start worshiping keyboards. They're, they're amazing. Look at all the color. Oh, look at all this different. That, that's what the Israelites. Listen, it's no different. They started worshiping something made by man, and, and this is a piece of nothing. It's a beautiful instrument. We can use it, but you don't worship it. But when there's chaos, and when there's a slow slipping that begins to happen, you move away from the one true God, and you start doing things that are foolishness. If I, if I said right now, in 20 years, some of you who are here worshiping at Res Life, loving God, following Him with all your heart, if I said, well, in 20 years, you're going to be worshiping something like that, you'd go, that's not possible. And I say to you, if you don't keep your heart connected to the one true God, it can happen. Our society right now is going to start worshiping, doing things that we're going to look and go, what are they doing? Who would do that? And those of us who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to stand out even bolder. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a pretty bold prediction. I was sitting down there, down there tonight, and I'm looking out going, okay, it's a Wednesday night crowd. What is there, 100, 150 people here? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to make a bold prediction. If society gets worse and worse, if people turn more and more away from God, the churches like Rez that preach the Word of God, that hold this book up boldly, when society turns against it and start calling this a hate book, when that starts happening, I predict that this church will be packed because people will be hungry for truth. In chaos, people look for truth. We aren't there yet. But I boldly predict there will be a night 
that if the doors aren't stuck closed by somebody in authority, that this place will be packed because we preach the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm already starting to preach it. I'm going to keep preaching it. I'm post-COVID. Hey, I used to come up here. I had a little more fun. I'm still going to have fun with you. But doggone it, I'm here to preach one name, the name of Jesus, because that's the only thing that's going to stop the chaos going on in our world. So tonight I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you do something for me. I want you to look at your life. If 10, is, you're doing really well. If 10, you're doing really well. And one stinks. You would say, Dan, all this stuff, that list of yours, that stuff's messing with me, man. I go out in society. I turn on the news. Some of you, by the way, need to watch less of that. And I would just say to you, take a look at yourself and say, how am I really doing? And if you're living anxious, if you're saying, I'm not doing well, Dan, I'm, I'm a two or a three, I want to show you tonight a couple of things I want you to do. I'm going to press pause. It's the first thing I'm going to press pause, and I'm going to ask you to look at your life a second. And I'm going to say to you, I don't want you to spend your time in chaos. I don't want you to let things worry you. Some of you don't sleep well. And sometimes it's because of things you read or see on the media or news, etc. I want to tell you something. Listen to me. Jesus slept well, and he was carrying the weight of the world. And tonight I want you to press pause, and I want you to look at your life and go, why am I allowing anything to get between my peace I can have with God Almighty, who, uh, listen, paint out your worst case. Listen, listen, paint out the worst case scenario, that thing you worry about. Go ahead and paint it out. I've been doing this with people. They'll come, well, Dan, I'm just not doing well. I said, paint it out. Tell me how horrible that thing you're worried about. Tell me how bad it could get. And when they tell me, I go, and when you get there, is God still God? Because tonight... I got to tell y'all right up front, I do not sit around and worry how bad society is going to get. I don't, because I have no control over that. What I have control over is the fact that I am going to get solid in Jesus, so no matter what society looks like, I'm good. I'm good. And that's, hey, this is a Wednesday night crowd. I'm straight up with y'all. This ain't a Sunday morning crowd. There's not a lot of guests here. I'm looking around, I don't see a lot of guests. This is y'all. Wednesday night, I know my little home church growing up, that was the solid people. So I'm asking you tonight, are you solid? And I'm asking you to look at yourself, grade yourself, and press pause. Then I'm going to throw you a couple ideas. The first one I want to throw you is this. Under this idea of, of that, I want you to, number two, throw it up there. I want you to analyze your anchor. What? Are you anchored to tonight? No, 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 take your time. Don't just, I'm Jesus. Hang on a second. I'm asking you dead serious. Think about it. What are you anchored to? Is your money, those of you here who are very wealthy, does that give you peace? Because if it, if it gives you peace, I want you to say to yourself, I can't let that be my peace. I was sitting with a couple the other day. They're so stinking rich. And I looked right across at them and I said, you guys find some of your security and your wealth. And you better not do that because wealth can pass away. There's a lot of people in our society, if I had to make another list, they're anchored to a whole bunch of things on another list. 
<laughs> I brought this up at the corporation. I said, I said, well, I, I'm assuming that some of you are probably anxious and worried a little bit. I wonder what you, I wonder where you find your peace. And it was so classic. It was so good. I'm in a corporation, right? I'm not at church. A dude about halfway back goes, I'll tell you where I find my peace. And I yelled back, where is it, buddy? Where do you find it? And he said, alcohol. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's the world's answer. And I said to him, dude, thank you. You just made my point. And when you wake up in the morning, are you still peaceful? No. Exactly. Because the world looks at us and says, oh, I've got a list here. This anchor to this stuff, this will satisfy. Somebody in here tonight, even though it's a Wednesday night crowd, you've tried. They're, they're, the world has a big list. You've tried a lot of it already. And, and so far, so far, everything you've tried, it's been your, I'm going to find my anchor there. I'm going to find my anchor there, not, not here, not in Jesus. No, no, I'm going to go find my, I'm going to, the world says this will do it. I'm going to try it. And then you try it. And, and, and at the end of it, you finish it. Watch this. And you actually feel even more empty because you marked another thing off the list. And somebody in here is young enough that, you got you got this you got this huge list. You've only used half of it so far. You're like, oh, I, I hear what you're saying, preacher, but I still got half. Go up to somebody in here that's 80 that's tried the whole list, and they can save you half your life. They can save you wasting a lot of time because none of the stuff on the man-made list that this world offers will will be an anchor like the anchor you can find in the Word of God and in Jesus Christ. Nothing will do And I'm not saying that because I'm a preacher. I'm not saying that because I think maybe I am telling you that as a personal testimony from my own life. I tried some of that stuff. I tried to fill holes in my life. And... The Word of God says it, it's alive, and it speaks to us. And I'm telling you in this room tonight, some of you, uh, even though you're solid probably in your faith, the world's answers have been very tempting to you. But at the end of them, you went, man, man, that, that's not going to do it. It's normal. Humanity. And then I want to add a thought to it. Yesterday, uh, I shared this. I, I just spoke at the married life group before I came in here. We had dinner together. I shared this thought with them. I'm going to share it with all of you. So I'm talking to the Lord yesterday. I love Jesus like crazy. If y'all can't tell, I, I just straight up love Jesus. But I'm an imperfect dude. I fail. I look up there and I go, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do. But just like you, I get out in the world and crap comes at me and it tempts me. And you just find yourself sometimes going, why do I, why do I sometimes yield to this stuff that I know ain't going to be helpful? And I'm flying last night to Pigeon Forge. I'm preparing to go preach the salvation message. I'm on the plane. I'm talking to Jesus. I have this listening time a couple times a day. I'm bringing this up on my phone because I have my listening time with the Lord. 
and I always type it in my phone under notes. And so I'm just talking to the Lord. I'm flying to preach the gospel. I've got this Bible with me. And I say this to the Lord. Lord, I read in Scripture, I'm a new creation. Why do I still have such struggles? I mean, if you're a new creation, you're done with the old, right? So why do I still struggle? I, maybe no one else in here relates to this, but I'm just telling you, I'm talking to the Lord saying, Lord, I, I, mean, I, I want to be anchored to you. I think I'm probably right now seven or eight. I'm doing pretty good, but why do I struggle? Just honest before the Lord going, you know, Lord, I'm a flawed man driving down here to preach. I felt like the Lord laid this on my heart. Dan, my energy and my love for you is new every day. And your willingness to surrender, that's what the new creation is. The old Dan didn't want to give in to that, but now you surrender your heart to me every day. A person with an old heart doesn't care about doing that. Even right now on the plane, you're surrendering to me. That's a new creature. What was this? You will fail, Dan. You are fallen. You are human. And this next phrase is where the Lord just spoke to my heart. Christ was from heaven. You are not. You are from this earth. I see your struggles. I see your human side very clearly. So just keep surrendering. Just keep being honest. You've been true to the calling I gave you. I mean, it's like, well, let's go preach, baby. So, Lord, you're telling me you can take an old broken down man who got some struggles and loves to be anchored in you but sometimes doesn't do it perfectly. Oh, Dan, I got you. You're my child. Tonight he's saying that to somebody in this room. You go, oh, I want to be anchored to Jesus, but I don't always do that perfectly. I know. I know. And I want to be according to what the gospel teaches us. It's working toward being sanctified, being completely clean before the Lord. I, I want to work at that. I want to keep doing that. I'm not there yet. I'm working at it. And I want to say to you tonight, just because you aren't perfect doesn't mean you can't just keep seeking to go to that anchor. Just because you struggle and fail doesn't mean you aren't anchored to Jesus. It just reminds me every morning, Jesus, I need you, I need you in you again today. Something's going to come at me today. I'm going to need you, Jesus. So help me. And then I tell you the second thing that I want to tell you tonight, analyze your anchor. I'm going to go through the notes, guys. I want to go to this point about I want to really encourage you tonight to get into the Word. This Word is alive. This Word's alive. Now, I, I know what's going on right now. Many of you read the Bible, et cetera. There's somebody right now going, I want to understand it. Like, that's cool, Dan, that you hold that Bible up and stuff, and you say you read it, but I just don't get it. I don't get the Bible. I want to show you something. I remember when I was uh, full-time in ministry, 
over a church called Central Wesleyan. Our pastor, our lead pastor, challenged all the pastors and gave us all the job. I was a youth pastor at the time, said, we're going to read through the Bible in a year, all the staff. We're going to read through the Bible in a year. He handed out this little card. Maybe some of you have done that. It's awesome. love it. It's great. If, that, if that's where you connect with the Lord, go for it. But I tell you what, man, he gave us that little thing, and he said, all right, I want you guys to read through the Bible in a year, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this, and every week I'm going to check on you. You've got to report how you're doing. And I'm telling you, I'm just telling you the truth. I went, and I would read my what felt like 180 chapters a day, and I got through the Bible in a year. But I, I, I'm just being honest, I didn't get a lot out of it. I was able to check the box. It was cool. I was one of the pastors that could stand on stage in front of everybody and go, read through the Bible in a year? Amen. What'd you read? Uh, I'd really rather not take a test if you don't mind. So I was like, Lord, you got to show me. Because I, I would not tell you that I read it that year and the word came alive to me. I, I, would, I would just be honest and tell you I didn't get it. So I was like, Lord, what, work, what do I need to do? Because I want If your word is alive and sharper than a two-edged sword, then I want to experience that. So I felt like the Lord gave me this little idea, and I'm going to show you what I did. I'm going to hold it up here because I want you to see it. This right here, what I'm holding up for you, I'm going to show you. And I've even got some papers, as, as you can see in my Bible. This right here is Psalm and Proverbs, okay? Two books of the Bible right there. Longer books, that's two books. So I felt like the Lord laid on my heart to start in Psalm 1-1. So I started in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. And here's what I did. I'm going to read through the Bible, these two chapters. I'm going to read one verse per day. And I'm going to stay with that verse until out here in life, out here just going through normal life, I see it come alive. So I took Psalm 1-1. says this, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. I'm like, what does that mean? And I was walking downtown one day, and I looked over, and I saw some guys mocking and kind of using God's name in vain, etc. and I felt like the Lord's like, right there. What do you mean, Lord? Right there, look. Those guys are mocking me. They're, don't live your life like that. I got it. I see what you mean, Jesus. I got it. Verse 1 of Psalm 1 just came alive. Don't put yourself in that spot where you're mocking God, making fun of him, use his name. Don't do that. Got, I got Psalm 1, 1. Came alive. Went to Psalm 1, 2. And I stayed in a verse until it came alive, until I saw it happen around me. Look, look, look. Let me show y'all something. That's the way I did my devotions. I'd go five days on the same verse sometime. I'd read the verse and go, man, I didn't see that come alive today. Took me, ready, right here. That much of the Bible took me seven years. At that rate, I will not be completing it. <laughs> but I have to say this. Listen to me very carefully. I no longer read the Bible to get through it. I read the Bible for it to get through me. You hear the difference? 
Did I read through the Bible this year? No, but I got a couple of chapters in. And I know what they mean. And they speak to me. I meet so many people who say to me, I would read the Word of God, but I, don't, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Let me, let me show you something. The Lord gave me a great thought last week. I'm going to show you something. It just came to me. Most of us in this room tonight have one of these. This is a phone. I just got a text saying our bill was just paid. They like to remind you, paid your bill. I've got one of these, okay? Sometimes when I'm using it, mm, what is going on? My emails are not working. My, my text, what is going on with this thing? I have never, when that happened, I have never done this. Uh, uh, I don't understand it. I'm not going to try to figure that out. Just, I guess I'll never use that again. I don't really have time for that anyway. No, I figure it out. Why? Because I want it to work, and I want it to work for me. And I go to my tech guy, and I say, James, help me, man. This isn't working right. What do you mean? Well, let me see it, blah, blah. If he can't fix it, I will drive all the way to the store. And I'll say to the guy, here, can you fix this? I'll give you $1,000 to fix it because I want it to work. I don't. I'm okay. <laughs> Which one of these two things do you think would give you more hope in life? Isn't that funny? I got on the plane today, and I intentionally noticed how many people I'm walking by. I was sitting in 18B. How many people y'all reckon as I walked back to 18B were on their phone? I don't think I even need to answer it. Pretty much if you're over the age of 10 these days, you're on your phone. Walking through the airport, there are people literally don't even look up. I found myself today wondering if I got on that plane and all the way back to 18B, if everybody was reading this, how different would our world be? Where are you anchored? I'm just telling you, if you'll put the effort and energy into this, it will come alive. The first few times, it might be methodical. The first few times, hey, listen, let me tell you something. God honors you showing up and spending time with him. You might not leave every day going, oh, I feel so much. You might not. You might have a day you just go, huh, I did it. You keep showing up and doing it, God honors that. What does that look like? Uh, there will be a place in your life struggling with something. He'll give you an insider thought. Because remember, his ways are higher than your ways. When you do this, you're on level with everybody else. You're in this group of people who look at all the stuff in our society. I'm going to go on here and see what they have to say. That's all the same level. When you grab this book, you go up a level. Tonight I'm asking you to anchor yourself in the solid rock of Jesus Christ for what's coming in our society. Not trying to project something negative. I'm just telling you, I believe the years ahead, we are going to need to be solid in the Word of God. And that's all I've got to say.
So, Jesus, tonight, I pray you'd help us to take these simple thoughts and apply them and do something different in our walk with you. We love you. I give you this group of people who faithfully gathered. Honor them tonight with your presence and speak to their hearts. Thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen.